Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Hour number four of the G-Bag Nation and what's been a therapeutic uh, Cowboys Monday here. Big therapy session, not the result that the Cowboys wanted, but they're going to circle the darn wagons like the Bills do and come back and hopefully perform better against Miami. And we will do a little two guys, one booth here in just a moment. We do have Seahawks and Eagles tonight, and it is official, according to Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network. Jalen Hurts will play tonight against the Seahawks. He's feeling well enough to go. However... We don't have an official decision yet on Geno Smith. However, it is trending unlikely that Geno can go with a groin injury. So very iffy. Seattle in a corresponding roster move has called up Sean Mannion from the practice squad. So it could be Drew Locke starting again for Seattle. Sean Mannion as the backup. But Jalen Hurts will be good to go, as I'm sure we're going to be paying close attention after the Cowboys lose to the Bills if the Seahawks can upset Filthy then again, the Cowboys, for the moment, are in first place in the NFC East. Yeah, uh, it would it would go uh, you know it would keep hope alive a little bit for the uh, for the opportunity to win the division. But right now, it it seems a touch far fetched. It does, uh, and because even if the both teams won out in that circumstance, the Eagles would end up getting the tiebreaker. Like you still need the Eagles now to lose two games. You need Tommy Cutlets, Tommy yeah. DeVito to be able to to come in here and get a win. Which, you know, with the way they're playing and if they lose tonight and now you've lost three in a row and you don't have Darius Slay, I don't think is completely out of the realm of possibility. But yes, you need help and you're gonna have to keep winning. And after the run defense that we saw in which they missed 13 tackles. Uh, I got that from Clarence Hill, which is the most they've had in a game since the Seahawks or the 49ers game. Sure. And Dan Quinn saying it was not, you know, that's what we pride ourselves on, being a tackling team. We tackled poorly. You know, Miami's going to run it on you. They've got a phenomenal system there with Mike McDaniel. He's off that Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan tree. And they've got two guys that are really good, Raheem Mostert and Devin Achan. And they're going to stress it on you. And McDaniel is the kind of dude with his ego He's definitely going to keep dialing up the run until you stop it. And the following week, we saw what Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery did just against Denver, which is also a good defense, running the football as well. So you're going to be tested these next two games. Can you figure out that run defense? For sure. And and the Lions got Frank Ragnow back, which is huge for them offensively. Their center. I mean, the splits of him on and off the field for them, it's, it's night and day. It's like one of the best offenses in the league with him on there. And literally one of the worst, like a Pittsburgh Steelers level of offense when he's not on the field. So having him, Ben Johnson, off the McVay tree, that's a guy who knows how to dial it up as well. So these next two games are going to be super, super interesting for the Cowboys for sure. Absolutely. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Broaddus, Eric Chiafalo. We got Rigo Mendoza in for Lucius Alexander. Shout out to Ryan running the video. Gavin Dawson on assignment, hanging out with the family. Happy holidays to everybody. And if it's your first time into the nation, welcome on in. Turn it on, yeah. leave it on. That stands for Tolo, 877-881-1053. 
always the number to text. Before we slide into two guys, one booth, Eric, thank you for alerting me on this. Uh, according to Fox Sports and multiple outlets, the Pirates are signing Martin Perez. They are in agreement on a contract according to multiple reports. So former Ranger pitcher Martin Perez, an all-star two years ago, will not be returning. He is going to Pittsburgh to play there. But without further ado, let's see if Rigo's got this ready. Let's do it. It's a little two guys, one booth. Let's do it, boys. Wow, Rigo. Very impressive. boy. Ready to go. Ready to go with the intro. Rigo's got it. Must be a Cowboy Monday. I told you, man. I'm in my bag. <laughs> you know who else was in his bag? Babe Loffenberg. To start things off in the pregame show, he gave us a nice story about a fantastic condiment, the buffalo sauce. Long and short, Michael Ray gets back. Next day, he says, you're not going to believe this. That, that bottle of buffalo sauce broke in my suitcase. It was on everything. It was on everything. Years ago, Babe Laufenberg and his team go up to Buffalo. One of his buddies thinks it's smart to pack home a glass bottle of the famous buffalo sauce from Buffalo, New York. The Anchor Anchor Bar. Bar, Yeah. And the thing explodes in his luggage on the way home. I don't know if that is like a... Do you think that's an air pressure situation, just up in the being up in the sky like that, or is that being too rough with the bag? It cracks, I, it breaks. My my guess is that his bag was probably under the plane, and they were throwing bags on top of that. Definitely, yeah. just stack them up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But the buffalo sauce, you know, I mean, it's you smell like smells. buffalo sauce for a while. I don't think there's any problem with that. I do think didn't uh, he also added into that story right there was a tequila bottle. That was me. Yeah, that, that was you. That was okay, me. I think the tequila would be more pungent. One of my one more of my of scout, one of my odor. scouting buddies I picked up at the airport there in Palo Alto, and it, it, yeah, he had the tequila smell. That would be tough. Yeah. Not that I don't enjoy the smell of tequila. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Would you rather smell like buffalo sauce from Anchor Bar? Or the tequila. original Buffalo Wing Bar in yeah, Buffalo, right. or tequila? I, I think I'm gonna lean buffalo sauce here. I think so. I'm with you on that. Uh, now, Babe was rudely interrupted. He's trying to tell us a story about Josh Allen. I got a little Josh Allen story for you. So my older son, Joel, he was coaching at USC, assistant to the assistant type thing. But as, oh, here we go. Sorry. Josh Allen's going to mess up my story. I'm trying to tell a story about you, Josh. Gosh, the nerve. Like, can Josh Allen not be aware that Babe is trying to tell a story about him? He's trying to give him some airtime, And they want to get up to the line of scrimmage and run a play. The hell's going on? It's extremely inconsistent. Might have been that challenge play that McCarthy <laughs> maybe, should have done. Maybe. Yeah, but it's like respect your elders, you know, especially from a, f- a fellow quarterback. Yeah. You yeah. feel like you would you would sort of put Babe Offenberg on the pedestal that he deserves. I'm it's disappointing, you. Josh Allen. Almost as disappointing as Demarcus Lawrence absolutely ruining what could have been a great opportunity for your team, Buffalo, to settle for three. He got hit on the side spotter. Jake Goldberg said he slid, and then a Buffalonian. Ran into him. Flags are down. Fists are out. Right right in front of the Cowboys bench. Oh, my gosh. That was the, the DAC play. But, yes, we had the Demarcus Lawrence situation. It was oh, – yeah, no, you're, you're good. Rigo just played the wrong cut. Did it's Rigo play the wrong cut there? He played 04. We Rigo. wanted 03. But it's okay, Rigo. Did he just say he was in his bag? Ownership. Rigo's still in his bag. He did. He did. Rigo, will you fire off 03, please, real quick? Just real quick. Just give me 03. He doesn't have it. He's shaking his he head. He doesn't now. have it. Oh, my gosh. He doesn't want that pitch. Give him a different pitch. It's all right. But that could have been a big swing there, a four-point swing. Yeah, DeMarcus Lawrence. Field goal instead of the touchdown. I'll be honest with you. I thought it was a bit ticky-tack. I really did. Yeah, I did, too. But ultimately, DeMarcus Lawrence, got to be, you know, just, you got to act don't like you touch the score, man. There's, like, YouTube videos of Josh Allen flopping, quarterback flopping. You can watch for three 
four minutes of him just every time he gets touched flopping. Yeah, because he was he, immediately he, pointing like he got hit in the face, yeah. and it's like he yeah. didn't even get hit in the no, face. He didn't. Yeah, it was a good sell job there from Josh Allen, and then of course the hit on the sideline. Shout out to Zach Martin. But I know some, you know, th- we had a call last night. There was a like, oh, you can't take that penalty there. Hell no. Yeah. I want my linemen going after and protecting the quarterback. It was offsetting penalties. You still got a first down. I'll deal with it. We got after the Cowboys, after Andy Dalton mm-hmm. knocked out on the field yeah. and everyone's just standing around, no yeah. big deal, there's no retaliation. Uh-uh. I want my all-pro guard to go and hit somebody in the face. I Shout love, out to Zach. I love the way he did it, too, because it was such an alpha move. He didn't even, like, go and push him. He just went and just put his body on him. He just put a belly on him, and that dude went flying. Hell yeah, he did. And he deserved it. You I would love to know, pro. do you think we'll get out of Zach exactly what he said? Because he I that was it, accompanied by a, you can go, you know, do a lot I of... I think he's gotten comfortable enough with us. I think he'll tell us, yeah. He might. Yeah. yeah. He might. Yeah. I don't know that he. I don't know that he'll be honest about how his, his knee is or the quad is. He's probably going to reserve that a little bit, but I think that'll be open with the injury I, stuff. Probably private. I bet. He, I bet Zach Martin leads the league in ice bath time this week. Yeah, that's. Just, I'm just. Well, I think you're 100 percent accurate. I think he's that dedicated. Well, his replacement Bass. Uh, something here with Brad and Babe, and who's your daddy? Now, T.J. Bass is feeling it a little bit. He gets up this time, and he's barking at Linville Joseph. They get after it. Uh, yeah, that is, uh, that's just a good call. I think it's a good call by Brad and Babe there. You like that one? I do. Who's your daddy bass? Who's your daddy bass? And who was, who was the biggest bass man on the team, uh, in terms of the G-Bag Nation? Because a couple of you were interested in I bass. I was a big TJ Bass Oh, no, that, that was, that was the Wooly Bully. Yeah. That I was surprised TJ okay. Bass yeah. went undrafted. I'm a yeah. believer in TJ Bass. Yeah, I think he, he was, can be a starter in the NFL. Yeah. Him and I know we're working with Aisha Morrison. Yeah, Aisha, Aisha was on that TJ one. TJ Bass was a drop that ass dude. Yeah. He's he's got a squatty bottom. Yep. So Aisha also a bass man. Yep. Kudos. All right, let's see if we got this one here. Uh one this was this was the play that I knew was just everything was gonna go wrong for the Cowboys, and it involves Sam Williams and a, an attempt at, at blocking a punt. Unless, of course, it's not there. Uh, we're getting the we're getting the shake. We're getting the we're shake, getting the shake out of the pimp cup. Okay. Maybe none of the actual highlights are here. Can you know, I read that, something that could be though? Interesting. Can I read something that, about the block punt though? Yes. I know I was talking about it. I'm I'm sort of drowning here. So anything you can no, do to I'm, save I'm no, trying no, to, I'm this, trying this to, is important. Yeah. I'm trying to hand you a glass of water been, right now. Yeah, should have absolutely been a block punt. Yeah. So it, it but and I knew this was the case because I said it last night on the post game show. I think that I think that Bones Fossil went on his own on that block punt after the first after the first time that they got a, a guy home. And Clarence Hill, evidently they got to talk to, well, they get to talk to the coordinators. And Clarence Hill tweeted out that, that uh, Cowboy Special Teams coach John Fossil got chewed out by coach Mike McCarthy for the block punt call that resulted in the roughing the penalty, uh, roughing penalty on Sam Williams. It was a one-man block call. Ooh. The Cowboys had a return on. Fossil didn't let McCarthy know he was making the call and he told that wasn't his decision to make. Ooh, wow. okay. Okay, all right. Juicy. So I knew I knew that was sometimes sometimes Bones Fossil is a little too important, I think. Like he makes himself I, too important. I you know what? I'm probably going to take some grief for saying that, but you're a special teams coach, bro. You know, there's you do you do a fine job in a lot of areas, but that's your responsibility to let the coach know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to click over and say, hey, and he's one of the few head uh, special teams coaches in the league that wears a headset. Okay. And so I'm just going to tell you, though, 
when you're thinking about doing stuff like that, you might want to know the guy, the, the, the head coach, you might want to let him know that so he can either say yes or talk you out of it of, hey, we're going to get the ball here and try and drive it. You know, and I know that, you know, the, the call, the call, they should have been a block. It absolutely should have been a block punt. But you can't, you can't just rogue this thing. And I said it last night you did? On, the, on the postgame show. When you do rogue things, you get your team in trouble yeah. as a coach. And maybe that's why uh, you're not seeing as much playing time for Sam Williams. Yeah. Well, Sam Williams is a good player. He is. And it's, and, you know, but he's he, also, and it's not the first time he's had these personal foul penalties. No, but, but, but it also that's on Fossil. Absolutely, it's on the coach. For telling, you know, for, he's got to alert Mike. He does. He, Mike has to. Alert, si- alert. Yeah, Mike has to sign off on that. You know, hey, I'm, you know, you don't have the autonomy to be, you're yeah. not the head coach, bro. What a special huge play. teams coach. What a huge play it would have been. Now, we've got the injury reports to come out. You know, you're probable, you're questionable, you're doubtful. Well, what happens if you're downgraded past doubtful? <laughs> Just cut seven. I still like the way the NFL designates it, Brad. Downgraded to out. Like, there's there's not a lower level you can go to short of dead, right? <laughs> He's been downgraded to deceased. <laughs> Pretty good for Babe. I thought Damone Clark got downgraded to deceased on that oh, one. Oh man, I'll be quite honest with you're you. You're just, you're just like, you can't get that out of your mind, can you? It was terrible. It was horrifying. Was it? I mean, you, you you've been in that situation, right? Yes, that's that's why yeah, it hit. We've close all been to home. there. I, I I was looking out of my ear hole one time. I got hit so hard. Oh. Now, literally, my helmet was like I was looking out my ear hole. That sounds like a penalty. Was that a blindside situation? Oh, I got crushed. That was, oh, that was you, long snapper, oh, holly jolly down the field, and all of a sudden, <laughs> boom! One of the hardest hits I've ever taken was on a punt, oh just God. running down aimlessly I, and out of nowhere. I know Goosh. I was, I know I was concussed, and I still played. Yes, dude, I, because we didn't know what concussions were at that time. You just rubbed a little dirt on your yeah, brain. Yeah, I was seeing like the Lucky Charms leprechaun guy. I mean, they were like, my my, my eyes went pink. <laughs> yeah. I went. It just, it everything like went, Tommy DeVito's aging. <laughs> everything just went pink. <laughs> I am impressed with how well you've aged. My gosh, it's floating around in there. Okay, let's see if this one's going to work. I James Cook, left tackle for 10 yards. Hand off to Cook on first down. Bounces out to the left. There is nobody there. And he's going to get 10 more yards down the left side. When I tell you this is the worst job of a team setting the edge on mostly on their defensive right, but not exclusively, I, I just don't know when they've been this bad. Mm. Man, I don't know when either. Maybe the San Francisco game. Outside left, Brad Cham, you're absolutely right. What we say? 10 carries, 82 yards, 8.2 yards a shot. Four runs of 10 yards or more. They really were working. Bad. They, they were, were working. Brad, Brad, stay, Brad, stay in your, your bag here because he's going to continue frustration with the run defense here with uh, a pretty good reference. Take it away, Brad. No. Wow. I mean, we're looking at replays. Gallimore's getting manhandled. Armstrong's getting ha- Parsons is getting moved out of the way. There's nobody playing worth a tinker's dam right now in the front line of the Dallas Cowboys. Worth a tinker's dam. What is who's who's, who's tinker? tinker? Brady? What's it? What's a tinker dam? Man, I mean, there was Tinker Bell back in the day. Tinker's I think, dam. Yeah. I need to look this up. Uh, it looks like it is a minimum amount, or uh, yeah. I guess it just means a minimum. I'm an amount. old man, but I, I've never heard Tinker's Dam. 
The well, least value or merit, nothing or anything at all. It's not worth a tinker's <laughs> damn. <laughs> I'd say he used it the right way then. He did. He yeah. absolutely a, a, did. A frustrated Brad Sham, as long as that frustration is not pointed to me directly, is my favorite version of Oh, it's of hilarious. Brad and then you have Babe, who always tries to add the comedic humor. That's right. In the moment. Here's, uh, oh my gosh, it's another Buffalo Bills touchdown. First and five. And off Cook on the right side. Look at him. Ten. Five. Stroll in. That that was just way too easy. That was like practice against air. <laughs> 24 on the touchdown run for James Cook. The Cowboys are being thoroughly embarrassed. Yeah, we're laughing to uh, save ourselves from crying That's right, right now. That's how it felt last night as they thoroughly were embarrassed. And I love you, Dallas Cowboys, and always will. But gosh darn it, yesterday I was very angry. It was very, very difficult to do that three-hour post game. But thank you, everybody who rocked with us. 31-10, to 10, Cowboys lose. Uh, was this a pause moment? Did we get this correct here from uh, Brad? Airs it out deep left. Lamb in a crowd, and he caught it. For a first down, down to the Buffalo 32. And then Taylor Rapp tried to rearrange his vertebrae for him. Pause. <laughs> Tried to uh, blow that back out. Uh-huh. Taylor Rapp. Uh-huh. Taylor Rapp made a couple of plays yesterday. We got a little uh, prepubescent version of Brad Sham yesterday. TJ Bass, welcome to the game. Yeah. And he just turned around and said, excuse me, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rookie. I don't know what to do. And then, uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys definitely needed a little life alert yesterday. Fell down, just slipped on the wet turf. That is a perfect microcosm <laughs> of the Cowboys' day. Third and ten. I have fallen and I can't get up. And I can't get up. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. At what age do you invest in that, Broadus? What, the the, the device? Are you approaching? Have you been getting random calls about that I think it's a mail about that. (laughs) I think I've got to fill that out and send it back in. All right, there it is. I'm going to wear it around my neck and you and we do radio. I love that idea. I think it'll look sharp on you. All right, let's barrel into the expressway. 35 minutes, commercial free, right here in the G-Bag Nation on a Cowboy Monday. Football's finest. uh, Great observations from the Cowboys game yesterday and around the NFL after a football Sunday next year in the nation. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And we're back to the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. The Expressway is sponsored by QC Kinetics Non-Surgical Regeneration Treatments. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's hit you commercial free to the top of the hour. We'll get you a college football hangover coming up here in uh, a few minutes. Plenty more football takeaways from the weekend. What happened to this Cowboys offense? I mean, this is something that I, I believe we as an entire show over the course of the last six, seven weeks or so since the bye have been fully bought in on with what they've been oh, doing. Oh, I did for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, we, we we all put our name yeah. on it that yeah. that we that we really appreciated the way this Cowboys team was starting to approach it offensively. You were seeing Dak in the offense play elite level football and then everything changed yesterday. 8778811053. Uh what went wrong? Uh because I believe I believe their approach was a little bit different than what we've seen. That they they, they in my mind, and Broadus, you broke down the All-22 in a huge way, so I certainly want to hear what you think about this, but just watching the game and then watching it back, it was just like how many times in high-leverage situations was it just sort of a lifeless, stagnant offense that didn't invoke pretty all much. the, the yeah. motion at the snap and stuff that yeah. they had been doing so well? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and maybe they were worried a little bit about weather conditions and stuff. Like, If that was the case, just hand the ball to Pollard Every damn time he was one guy. And by the way, can I give can I give credit to somebody that doesn't ever get a whole lot of credit on this show? Absolutely. Hunter Lipke has figured it out as a blocker. There we go. This was the game where Hunter Lipke playing fullback. The opportunities that he got to go in there, maybe it's because Buffalo has smaller linebackers and lighter linebackers all. But he did a really nice job of going in there and digging guys out hitting square, getting a little movement, attacking, not half-man blocking. Now, you know, when I talk about half-man only going in there sideways, he he hit some guys square yesterday. And it maybe this was that flip-on-the-light moment where it's now you're going to see him start doing more of like more things like that. I, I was impressed watching him with those opportunities. Okay, what happened otherwise, though, you know, we've seen that Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith, you know, have done a pretty good job working together, the pass block and stuff like that. The sack that Phillips got in this game, th- this was concerning because they had been working well together. And I, I never thought that Dallas would man these twist stunts. But this particular thing, when I say man, it's like, Okay, whoever, when they twist, you still got to get that guy. You've got to, you know. Oh, you don't switch partners switch, there? Passing yeah. it off and switch. The sack by Phillips, he and Floyd executed a perfect twist stunt. And the Smiths 
they attempt to man the stunt. And then what happens is that Floyd, Ty, uh, Tyron Smith gets picked by Floyd. And now Phillips, who normally is a defensive tackle, has a free run at Dak Prescott. So there's no one open on the play. Prescott has to hold, but he gets sacked. You know, these are things that weren't happening the last four or five weeks. We weren't seeing major breakdowns in protection. Yeah, you saw some some things where the Cowboys were, uh, you know, not always clean, but not to the point where they looked almost like a junior high team trying to pick up a twist stunt. It's almost like they didn't, you know, like they'd never seen it before. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned the, I mentioned the thing about, you know, uh, the, the sack that, that Rousseau and Dotson had. You know, that was another one. You know, your backup guard gets beat. Really the, the worst play he had in the game, he got beat on that one. They give up a sack. You know, they, they didn't do it. They didn't do a very good job of, of getting protection. They didn't do a very good job of route running. Nor the route combinations that yeah. we've seen in the in the in the past. I mean, nobody Cow- was open. If you want to, if you want to give the Cowboys credit for something, it was their defensive of their receivers playing cornerbacks being pass defenders. Yeah, knocking, breaking up some passes. Yeah, yeah. The only positive, and, and that's why we gave you know our player of the game to Tony Pollard. You know, I thought Tony Pollard came out, ran the ball really hard. Yeah, he was decisive. He hit the hole with aggression and quickness. And you know, maybe if you were in a closer game. Tony Pollard was well on his way to his first 100-yard performance of the if, year. If this was a close game, it would have been one of those games where two running backs, their running back and your running back, would have been been the 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 the, the stars of the game. Yeah, but you know of how they were, but it just didn't. It just it seemed like to me it was a bad weather game plan that didn't have to be a bad weather game plan. It didn't seem much creativity to it. Yeah, there didn't seem. The, the 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 most creative route they had was the Cooks one that was incomplete down the field because what happened was Lamb's driving across and he's going to draw he's going to draw wrap the safety up so what does that do that leaves Douglas and Cooks wide one on one and he runs right by Douglas on the play and they miss on the pass you know but that was the most creative route that they had in that game the other day and yesterday. Which is upsetting, but it says a lot to why the offense struggled. I mean, obviously give Buffalo credit 100%. I mean, the 2 oh, one texted in, our run defense has been a problem for years, hasn't been answered in the draft. Every December, it's not our offense. I mean, I think yesterday, and we've talked about this, how this defense is built, you've got to put pressure on them with your offense scoring points. That then allows to aid into what your defense does best, which is pin your ears back and rush the passer. Mm-hmm. This isn't a defense that is built, and especially with the injuries they've had at linebacker, to your bigger players that do have some size and physical nature to their game, right. that is built to get into a grinded out slugfest. We're going to line up and maul you and run the football at you. Well, and that could be a detriment. But there's really only one team in the NFC that's going to do that to you, and that's San Francisco, maybe Detroit. And we'll see that in two weeks. Well, I, I, I'll say this, though. When Dallas's offense is not clicking and it doesn't happen too often, this is the kind of thing you're going to see happen to your defense, because they, teams, if it is even, well, you know, in the Seattle game, Dallas was able to, you know, it went back and forth, back and forth, but Dallas was able to get some stops at the end of that game. Yeah, they got three fourth down stops to get off the field on that. That and the Philly game, yeah, you know, they were struggling at times. They and made then, corrections and they, they got, got stops up, when they you got needed them. Stop. But what was it? 
It was their offense. It was their offense. Dallas's offense makes opponents one-dimensional. And Dallas defense has to have one one-dimensional opponents. They have to. They they don't hold up on the run well enough. You know, we saw it yesterday. When when the, when the game is even or close, somebody could just commit to running the ball, and it's going to be a problem for the Cowboys. Yeah, and, and we got plenty more to talk about in regards to these upcoming teams. I do think the way Buffalo attacks it with the ability of Josh Allen to always be a threat running the ball. I don't know that you'll see one an, uh, an attack that's quite as sophisticated, but it's it's not going to get too much easier with Miami and Detroit coming in. So those are huge questions that need to be answered. They need uh, they need Hankins back, obviously, as soon as possible, but he can only help so much. Yesterday, collectively, that front seven was a disaster. But offensively, because we've talked so much about the defense, so I, I wanted to you know to to wrap it up with the offense yeah. a little bit. I, I, okay, so you agree with me? Felt a little lifeless, more yeah. stagnant. Maybe there's a maybe it was a weather quarterback decision. Quarterback wasn't good. Receivers yeah, quarterback wasn't good. Yeah, receivers weren't. Tight end didn't get open yesterday. No, I mean he he gets he gets I believe two targets in the yeah. first half. Yeah, Lamb only four targets in the first half. Yeah. That was another thing that I'm going. You're not. They didn't have a lot of opportunities though, did they? I mean, the ball. They weren't control. able to sustain drives. Yeah, but no, for so, sure. But, but, no, no, but I'm, I was, I'm not arguing with the same chicken thing. or the egg. I'm just, right. I don't know. I'm just saying, Dallas. Dallas is usually the team running 12 play drives. Yep. Usually they're the one giving you the 12 play drive look. And yesterday the Bills were the first team in the last 60 years to have three drives of 11 or more plays and 75 yards yeah. in the first half. Absolutely brutal. Uh, I mean, at one point I believe uh, in the middle of the second quarter you had Dak with like. 15 passing yards and yeah. the team had like double that in penalty yards yeah it was just it was a really really poor offensive performance they have no answers for the penalties by the way McCarthy could talk about it all he wants and talk about studying the officials and all that this is they are very undisciplined in that area yeah very, and and he you know and he and he you know they don't have an answer for that no they don't they really don't they don't you know they it's hey they have some they have some tremendous players that are super aggressive in the way they play, but they but they play really reckless at times that do. way. And I don't want to defend you know some of those bonehead penalties. And this is certainly a theme under McCarthy where they've led the league. But the officiating is super inconsistent. I mean, where you don't know what you're getting week to week. Yeah, but the Cowboys are consistently. But they study that. They study that. They do, but that, they study, that, that they even study. makes it more just what the how, hell's how, going on. How come I do two segments a week on it and we talk about it and I feel like we're better prepared than they are? Well, you hear Tyler Biotish, who was on the Cowboys Hour, you know, the, uh, what was it, the clipping call? Yeah. That was a bad that, call. That was horse-ass. So they, that I mean, was a horse-ass that, that, that Monday, that was, they go in, yeah. they review it, yeah. and then they're not going to blame the officials on making a bad call. It's how do we make it to where we're not even positioned for that call to No, be his made. head was across. How do we correct it? So, yeah. th- I mean, they're definitely working on it inside the building, which makes it even more mind-numbing why it's not getting corrected. Yeah, but they, I mean, they lead the league in offensive holding. That's pretty standard. They lead the league in defensive pre-snap, offsides, pre-snap penalties. The pre-snap penalties that, but even the holdings, right? It can be subjective. I mean, how the hell is Micah not generating more holding calls? We've talked about that at length. Yeah. So some of those offensive col- holding calls, yeah, they get made and it's hurting you. But was it holding? I mean, the one I think it was Tyler Smith had when you have backed and watched it. Uh, it, it looked like he was a weird angle from the linebacker, but he I don't held. think he had, did he hold? He held. So, I mean, there, there's there's these ticky-tack holes every week, but it is clearly an issue. And I, I'm with you. I don't know that it's ever getting fixed. Well, no, we, but they talk about it all the time. You know, well, we've, the penalties, you know, we got to do better. You know, well, you haven't. 
you know, you, you talk about it and you never do anything no. about it. I mean, it's it's consistently they're leading the league in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, at this point brought us your favorite word. It's part of their identity. Like you have yeah. to factor that in every time you go in to like predict how a Cowboys game is going to play out. Yeah. You have to factor in that they're probably going to shoot themselves in the foot multiple times. Can they overcome it versus good teams, uh, especially on the road? The answer is likely to be no. Uh, and, and the the home road stuff. I mean, my goodness. They have a point differential of minus 38 in the games versus uh, teams with a winning record, one and three. Their point differential in road games uh, against teams that are uh, currently with some winning records, you're minus 58. So, like, okay. you really are a different team. And the way you approach it, like, I think that when you're at AT&T Stadium, you can do your here we go. You know you can get everybody in motion. You can yeah. communicate. Everything's going to be smooth. And then you get on the road, and now communication's harder. Are we doing silent counts? Is our is our guard telling us when to snap the ball? Yeah. I'll tell you, watching Dak yesterday do his leg stomp a million times before every snap was one of the most annoying things just aesthetically. And like, I was going, I mean, what are we we're just I, stomping Same thing on the so road against Philly. I don't even gonna, want to watch that. Are you going to say anything? Or are you going to address that the road woes, two of those games were pre-bye week? They were. When they were when they were not good on offense. Cardinals Niners. I would, but yesterday looked very similar to the those offenses. Well, and we did get a text in, and I didn't necessarily hear this when we were playing back to the McCarthy press, but I was trying to take notes and so might have just not paid attention to that. But some listener did say that they had a similar offensive game plan to the Cardinals, is what Coach he McCarthy said. He said that. He said that, yeah. Which we know is, and yeah. that was three backup linemen, and we criticized him for it then, and you know, no, worried they, about the offensive he, line holding up. No, no, I think he was saying that Arizona had the game plan. I thought I okay, I Arizona. thought the same thing. I didn't yeah. think it was offensively no, they no, had the no, same. No, 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 it was Arizona. Why, why the hell would you do that? Well, that's what they're talking about, pin and pull, pulling guy, all that stuff. Very similar to what Arizona did, except without the running quarterback. You know, they just handed the ball off to their dude, and he was... Uh, he did all the running, but it was a similar. Arizona had a similar offensive pl- uh, game plan, plan to what? Not yeah. the Cowboys. Right, offense. right, right. Okay, uh, around the NFL before we get to a little college football action here. Christian McCaffrey, Raheem Mostert, Niners running back, Dolphins running back. They both have 20 touchdowns scored Holy this crap. year. The, uh, the Steelers, as an entire offense, have 20 <laughs> touchdowns scored this year. <laughs> The Giants have 18. The Panthers' offense has scored 16 touchdowns this year. And the Jets, as an offense, have scored 13 touchdowns this year. McCaffrey and Mostert each have 20. My gosh. That's fantastic. Uh, Did you guys see the story about our guy Tommy Cutlets? Oh, the pizzeria? He got rocked. You see that hit he took? Yeah. He took a shot. He did take a shot. Well, how about Dax took that shot to the face? Yeah. That got hit a lot yesterday. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Some of it was his fault, too. Yeah. But it was just like, okay, Self-inflicted. I'm going to drop back and no one's open. And we'll see if we can not get sacked here. And, oh, no one's still open as I'm scrambling. All right, wonderful. Uh, but apparently, there's a uh, a pizzeria in Morristown, New Jersey, Caniglio's, and <laughs> uh, says that it will no longer have Tommy Cutlets at the restaurant this Tuesday. They said they were told his fee had increased from ten thousand dollars appearance fee to twenty grand after that <laughs> Packers Monday night victory. And the family owned business said they could not afford it. So now they're trying to smear his name. And that actually makes sense if you think about like his his uh 
his agent on the sidelines of these games. He's always on the phone. Yeah, man, like he's always they're, they're working. Maximizing deals. everything. He's, right he's, now. he's he's watching. You he's, see that on his screen, Italian. All of, uh, he had yeah, his he, uh, Hall of Fame, Italian Hall of when Fame. You brought up on? the Notre Dame leprechaun. Yeah. He looked like him. he did. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. But he, I mean, he's literally negotiating these business deals for his client as his client's playing in a game. So he knows when the stock's real high. And so when he saw DeVito scramble at the end of that game versus the Packers on Monday Night Football to go steal a victory out of the fingernails of Matt LaFleur and the Packers, he was like, price just went up. Now, they're claiming that they didn't sign any paperwork, so it was all just maybe like a verbal agreement, and then it's like, okay, now we're going to change it up on you here because my guy Tommy, uh, his his star has risen in, I mean, it's a week-to-week league. We know that. Uh, the price might have just dropped, as a matter of fact, after the performance yesterday versus the Saints. But there's a uh, there's there's a pizzeria in New Jersey that is not happy with our guy Tommy, and and you saw the Saints actually giving it back to him the Italian yeah, figures yesterday after former Clemson D tackle, fellow yeah. Italian. That's right, that's right. And I thought it was fine. I thought it was fair. Uh, and the Giants end up losing. Congratulations to Derek Carr and company. We'll get you some more NFL conversation in the hodgepodge six o'clock hour. Christy Scales on the sidelines for yesterday's Cowboys game, as she always is. She will join us at the top of the hour. But right now, here is the Wooly Bully for a little college football hangover. Okay, so yesterday uh, we definitely had rain in the second half of Bills Cowboys, right? Well, there's some rain involved on some of the college football bowl games. And shout out to Texas Tech; they got their win and their bowl game over Cal. But uh, Booger McFarlane doing some studio work at halftime of another college bowl. And Booger talking about the benefits as a player playing in the rain. And this is one. There is one upside to this. As a defensive lineman, when you're soaking wet and it's raining and you got to go to the bathroom... You, hey, I'm just, I wasn't excited. So, so, so listen, uh, you have to find some good in this. So normally, normally, normally we have to go back in the locker room. But since everything is wet, you just—I mean, you just—you just let it flow. Instant heater. Okay, well, I didn't go that far. But just let it flow. I went far. Seven fumbles in this game so far. Just let it flow in the rain. Well, you can go in the blue tent now. You could. You could set the blue tent up. I think Booger was just letting it flow in his day as a lineman in the rain. Yeah, no one else could tell the difference. A lot of Wait. rain in Baton Rouge. Blue tent. Are you saying that there's there's like a little portage on in the blue tent? Well, no. The, the, the medical tent, you could put it over you and use the men's room there and then go back out. You can, you can go in, in a, a little bottle. In a bottle there on the sideline. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. That makes Come sense. on, man. I, I, Pay I'm attention sorry. to what I, I'm trying to do. I, I thought you I'm were setting you up for like knowledge, and you're over there, <laughs> like you know, eating avocado chips. I thought I thought there were no bad questions oh, in what? class. Sorry, <laughs> professor. Hey, I thought it was a good question, just to clarify. But well, like, just go to the blue medical tent and drop your grumper. It'll be no problem. Like, wait, okay, wait, wait, are, are there plumbing in there? Are there bodies no. in there? No, I said take a go number one. Yeah, yeah, he's right, not right. talking about two skis. No, yeah. you're still going to you see that. You you're still bringing like a Gatorade bottle in there. Yeah, I thought they, they you were alleging that they might have had like facilities ready to rock for you. That's all, but they don't, and that's fine. And we they can actually to, confirm they, it I with think Christy they need Scales. To put, I think minute. they need to put Porter Johns on the sidelines. Myself, I think Mark Schlereth is looking at, so at Booger. Too. Yeah, they should. Wait, why do I have Absolutely. to go all the way into the locker room? Yeah. You're saying stinks like, dude, I would do that regardless yeah. of if it's raining or not. Doesn't yeah. matter. Sunshine. I'm, I'm a little cold right now. Let's or warm up. Just at practice, you know, indoors, outdoors. I don't think a guy like Stink much cares. No. But I think it's a good point by Booger. Even though he tried to make it seem like it's only D-linemen that would think this way, I think all the players would. 
And 817 LA Live versus LA Live. I get it. 100%. It's the number one rated segment in all of DFW radio. LA will be back tomorrow, and we'll get back into LA Live with Lucius Alexander. He is, uh, you know, his wife and him have been celebrating their anniversary this weekend. There they go. So long weekend for Lucius. I, th- I heard that Geno Smith's playing tonight. Geno's in? Yeah. Yeah! Let's go! That, that's that's from Ian Rappaport. Okay, well, I trust Ian. Yeah. Ian's a good dude. What do you think? Is that just a little tour at all in the groin? I think you just give it a little shot ski and you're ready to rock. Man, I, Let's hope that Gino plays the man, whole game, throws you, for four tutties, and the Eagles lose. You wouldn't shoot that up, would you? The groin? I don't think to beat would. the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Hell yeah, I would. Are you questioning my toughness now? Look Absolutely. At you. you would Mom. not shoot up. Okay, you actually have to put it in the area of sensitivity. A, yes. What are you going to shoot it like under your tongue? The tush. Yeah, honestly, that's a good question. From your experience with the tour at all, is that are you? I never, I never, I never got shot up. But you, you've seen it. I was, I was long. I, I watched. I watched Sterling Sharp take him, take it in. Oh God, it was it, in the toe, in between the joints of the toes. Like they take it and then and then work the needle, Ooh. like work it around in a circle. So they do inject wherever the, the, yeah, wherever the, injury, the injury is. is. Yeah. They go right there. Yeah. You might want to mark that, Rigo. That could be used out of context later. Oh, my gosh, dude. What'd I do? Just for fun. Uh, but, no, that that's sounds a, that, painful. That's, yeah, I guess. I can't believe you just take advantage of me that way with this, <laughs> this kind of content. You, well, no, you can actually pull that, that, is, that as well, Rigo. <laughs> that is fantastic content, and I do I was already thinking of making it a double. I thought this whole thing was consensual, Broadus. That's no, on us, man. I, I can't we'll believe I'm doing up. this show still. I'm on my way out. <laughs> that's no. like, that's, Brian, yeah, we that's love you. you. Come on. Yeah, uh, my man looks good. Like, he's moving around. No, he looks good. Yeah, he's He looks like he's flexible and ready. Oh, yeah, there yeah, He's go doing this. Like I said, Track he's going to dominate tonight. Portal's a hell oh, of a drug. Oh, here we go. Yeah. He's running. Woo! Let's go, Gino! Yeah. Can't wait for the Seahawks to beat the Eagles tonight. The hey, better bird team will win. Did you enjoy meeting Dom the other day? Yeah, Dom's actually a nice guy. How about guy. me just going out of my way to... Dude, you were schmoozing with Dom. You're like, I hey... Was. He you, loves you know, doing that, man. What was it? Is it Bucky or... No. Butchie? Butchie. Butchie. Yeah, I told Butchie... I told him the story about... I said, hey, Dom, I'm Brian Broaddus. I used to work for the Eagles. He's like, oh, yeah, hey. And I'm like, yeah, I, I go, when I was back uh, back in the day, I worked with Butchie. He goes, oh, Butchie's a great guy, you know. So we were kind of. They're like, reminiscing about Butchie. We're, we're reminiscing but about Dom the But Dom really was nice. He was very nice. He was pleasant. He could have been an absolute a-hole, and he wasn't. And no. Dom is the Italian head of security yeah, for the Eagles. He's now been banned yeah. for the rest of the season from the sideline. Who was ejected. We saw him in the tunnel. He was. It was after the game. We were that, walking. Yeah. We were walking down. To Cowboys the, Eagles. Yeah. You said he was housing one of the uh, the legends hospitalities uh, cowboy cheesesteak. He had just finished because I saw a little bit of that that uh, white queso blanco oh. just right on. Do the you blame him for that though? Not at no, all. No, I'm, not I'm, at all. Just painting the picture. I man. don't blame him. Uh, Brian, how do you feel? Jaden Daniels, your LSU quarterback, has entered the draft and oh, he's skipping hey. the bowl game. Thanks, sir, for everything you did for our school. You carried a nine. You you won nine games because of Heisman. you. Heisman. Yeah, and congratulations to that. Thank do you think you. Malik Neighbors sits out now, or do you think he goes for that record? Still? I tell you, Neighbors wanted to Neighbors wanted to break the LSU receiving record. If you look at the history of LSU and those receivers that they've had, that would be a heck of an honor for him. He is a legitimately a, he might be the second receiver taken off the board. I really? think those top me. three guys are that's all so me. good. That's me. I, Harrison, it, Neighbors, yeah, and Coleman. Coleman. I I've got know. him ordered in that like that. I, man, I think there's some people that are going to like Neighbors. Neighbors I mean, is really good. I think they're going to – a lot of folks are I love good. Coleman, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all State. three are yeah. fantastic. But and anyway – I haven't watched yet. No, I have no I'm, – I'm happy for him. I wish him nothing but the best. I hope his pro career is great. Yeah, I heard there was actually co-eds across the country that were neglecting committing to LSU just because there was no D there. That's – yeah. It's really disappointing. Yeah. LSU, that's, that's their calling card. Yeah. You know, I they're like supposed to – they're, 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 they're supposed to yeah. – SEC, defense. No D. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. D and Daniels. You better bring the D. That's for sure, or else you're not winning natties there at LSU. USC quarterback Malachi Nelson. He's expected to enter the the transfer portal as the Trojans are trying to find a new quarterback for Caleb Williams. Who's leaving? He was the number one recruit in the entire country. Trying to figure this out. Why would you want to? When Caleb Williams is leaving, is there another guy there that they might not? If they might not be guaranteeing, they might be. See, this is the problem when you're these number one recruits and all of a sudden you're going to these programs and you're a quarterback and they their people are finding out it's better to have a guy that's played two or three years than have one that's like a a one-year guy. Maybe you USC know? now tries to get a, a Cam Ward from Washington State. The, the whispers are that Cam Ward asked Ohio State for $2 million and they told him no. Ooh. He flat asked him for money, and they that two million. They, they said and they, no, and they said no. Well, that's crazy because he's a stud. Yeah, yeah, he's but the, good. But this this USC kid, that this one feels weird. It is. I mean, I don't know if this is an indictment on Lincoln Riley, or maybe the kid's just not that good, and they know that, and they've told did, him like, "Hey, you're really not." Did gonna. the Ohio State quarterback end up at Nebraska? No. So he is committing to oh Syracuse. Syracuse. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's because the Georgia Rayola. Dominic Grill. Yeah, the, so he's the current, and I think he's the son of the former Nebraska. Played at the Lions, who did go to Nebraska. Nebraska yeah, so a, Riola, yeah. Dylan Riola, he was committed to Georgia. Right. He is now flipped to Nebraska. There you go. And Matt Rule just told us how much a big time quarterback costs you these days. Damn right. What mm-hmm. did he say, two million? Two yeah, million. one to two million. One, one and a half to two million. Shout out to the boosters at See, Nebraska. I just, I just don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with these. These uh, you know, these quarterbacks, these these uh, five star quarterbacks go to these places, and then all of a sudden, you know, they think, oh well, I you know, I'm getting treated poorly here. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah, you know, I, I man, recruiting is hard right now. I mean, if you're not playing the transfer transfer portal game, you're you're big you're time lo- big time losing out. No doubt. Uh, we've also got KJ Jefferson, former quarterback at Arkansas. He's going to the portal as Arkansas has already gotten Boise State's quarterback to transfer there, and then Penn State is closing in on uh, hiring former Indiana coach Tom Allen as their defensive coordinator. That might be a done deal by now as well. Chip Kelly, and shout out to the boss, Gavin Spittle, for setting this our way. He has some ideas on We've how talked to fix about this, college football. Yeah, some of the stuff we have talked about. Yeah. Maybe Chip Kelly's listening to the show, yeah. but here's Chip talking to reporters about some of the issues in college football. Right now, whether it be realignment, NIL, transfer portal, and what would your, your plan maybe be to, to try to solve it? I think they're all a problem, and I think we need to have a conference commissioner. I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball. But because football left, and they say, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference that's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've a lot of spend of time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share in the same ter- we all share the same TV contract so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another that we all go together. That's a lot of games and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. 
You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You know, a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student-athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. Not that I've thought about it. He's not wrong. Not that I thought. We, we talked about this that where we thought maybe there would be forty teams. Mm-hmm. You know that you, but the idea that he has to create it to where it's almost like like Notre Dame, where they play in the ACC. You know, because of the bat. You know, they play basketball and all those sports and stuff like that. But they're an independent. I think that's a brilliant idea because there are there are some great rivalries that are now going away. You know, and and other sports and like the sports that. Um, you know the baseball stuff that he was talking about, the women's softball stuff. Oh, there's just there's these rivalries that you have that there's there's no business for that, you know. But but you know these the football programs, a lot of them fund all the other sports. You know, there's some sports that that are you know that that, that they get their own funding. You know, some base, I know at LSU baseball funds itself. Uh, you know, the women's basketball funds itself. I mean, they've got programs that they're able to kind of fund themselves, but football is the main winner of, you know, the, and, and so if you're making, you know, if you're, you're making millions and millions of dollars to fund your other sports to help your sports, why not? I think Chip Kelly's got a brilliant idea there. Absolutely. Dropping a lot of knowledge now to fix this thing. It, it does make a lot of sense. So with what he's saying and got a lot of texts about this, I had seen the reports. I didn't know if it had, it was officially confirmed, but it does appear. Will Howard, the former Kansas state quarterback is transferring to USC. They'll have a chance with uh, Will Howard. I mean, maybe they can find somebody better and they get a competition going, but that's someone that could be replacing Caleb Williams. You know what, man? My knowledge of Will Howard is not very much, I could say. I know he can scoot. He can run. He can scoot. Can he throw? See, that's a little inconsistent. That's what I kind of felt like that Kansas State, I, you know, and I was excited about Will Howard. I'm sure there are a bunch of alums right now that are going to wear me out, but I don't remember him being a passer. And maybe, uh, I mean, I, I think that that's something that Lincoln Riley helped he, out with with he, Jalen Hurts. He doesn't. He's developed a lot of quarterbacks. So maybe that's a great spot for Will Howard to go to. We'll see moving forward. All right, we got Christy Scales, your Cowboys sideline reporter, joining us next to recap everything that happened in Buffalo yesterday. How bad really was that weather? We'll talk to Christy next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.